0: You are listening to the second part of episode 72 of Fearless Rebel Radio. This is all about inspiring you and giving you hope. When I initially stopped dieting and decided to work on making over my brain, I was terrified and the idea of accepting my body was inconceivable to me. This was at a time when body positivity wasn't mainstream. And it's still not really, but it's a lot more accessible. And I didn't have a reference point for what the future might hold. I didn't have people that I could relate to that had done this work that could give me hope and help me work through some of the fears that I had. And that's why I put this series together because I want you to see yourself in one of these women. I know you're gonna see yourself in one of these women. So today there's five stories that I'm sharing with you All of these women have very, very different uh, stories, but they all came from a place of hating their bodies and they've all, they're all at this place now where they feel a lot more comfortable in their skin and their body doesn't define who they are This is the Rock Your Body Spotlight series. You can watch these videos at summerindident.com forward slash spotlight. To learn more about the three month Rock Your Body group coaching program, go to rockyourbodynow.com forward slash enroll, and that's enroll with two L's. Enrollment is open from now until September 30th, and we start October 3rd. I would love to do this with you. rockyourbodynow.com forward slash enroll. Let's get started with the show. We are kicking off this special episode of Fearless Rebel Radio with Chloe! I feel like half of you maybe know Chloe because she is an active member of my Break the Rules Facebook community and she is such an inspiration to me and I know she will be for you as well. Chloe was a chronic dieter and binge eater for years, fueled by a hatred of her body and her life was quote unquote so small and she got to a point where she had tried everything and she was just sick of obsessing over food and her weight. Chloe uh, started with me and she did my 21-step body image remix program about a year ago. And then later, she did my Rock Your Body program in March. And now she says that while she still doesn't love, quote unquote, love her body, which is not really what I expect anyone to do, she feels neutral about it and doesn't hate it. And she has found the freedom she desires. I love Chloe's honesty and vulnerability. Here is her Rock Your Body Spotlight. Welcome, Chloe, to your Rock Your Body Spotlight and to Fearless Rebel Radio.
1: Hi, thanks for having me, Summer.
0: Yes, Great. I am so excited to have you here today. Can you just tell everybody a little bit about who you are, where you live?
1: Um, so I'm Chloe, and I live in Liverpool in the UK. I'm not from Liverpool, I'm from further down south, um, and yeah, that's me, Thirty. Four, um, nearly married, no
0: children, no pets. Likes not. Likes leopard. Loves leopard print. Ladies, perfect. <laughs> so good. Um, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about what your relationship with your, you know, your body was before, before we met, before we started working together.
1: Um. So I have spent. Probably um, since the age of 10, 12, trying to change the way that my body looks um, so I could be accepted in the world. So fast forwarding all the way through to being 33 and coming across your work, um, I pretty much tried most things outside of surgery to change the way that my body looked and uh, to try and control my binge eating and uh, chronic diet. Um, so, yeah, i just trying to think how the best way to start that. I started my first official diet when I was, like, serious diet when I was 17, but I've been restricting and uh, binge eating for years before that. Um, when I was 12 or 11, my first school photograph, I was seated in the front row and, um, <clears throat> had a skirt on and school socks, and I noticed that my legs, were kind of twice the size of the girls next to me and that made me feel really uncomfortable about my body and um, and how I coped with that. And I don't know where I learned to cope, how to cope this way with it, but how I learned to cope with that was by doing lots of exercise and restricting between diet. So from a really early age, I started to restrict and binge and because I couldn't overcome that, I thought there was something wrong to me and I carried that all the way through to when we started working. Um, first, with the 21 day body injury mix and then doing the box body, really. And I'd reached the point I'd done uh, three rounds of a very popular and famous uh, elimination program, and that had just um, really fueled my binge eating and restrictive eating or praxic sort of thoughts and behaviors, really. And so I kind of staggered into your Facebook community, um, quite broken and kind of hopeless and just ready to give up, really. I've tried everything, um, I've been to an eating disorder clinic, and I've been in 12-step recovery, sort of ovary anonymous, and other groups for many years as well, and none of them had really solved my problems. Um, I didn't know that it was the dieting that was the problem, and the restricting that was the problem, I didn't know that that was causing the binging. So um, by eliminating the reasons, or sort of by working on the reasons that were needing me to diet, then helped me break that cycle.
0: Yeah, and so what was life like for you
1: then? Um, Quite small. I tried to break out, and I, I tried not to let the whole eating issue affect my life, but it did. It was just small, and it's all I thought about, it's all that I did. so I was constantly, whenever I woke up in the morning, the first thing I would think about was, um, what am I going to eat today? How am I going to eat today? I would weigh myself, um, unless I was on some kind of... Crazy regime where I wasn't allowed to weigh myself, I would weigh myself every morning and I would then um, and how I would feel about myself and how I would conduct myself through that day would be based on that number on that scale. And so, if I gained weight from the night before, then I would be beating myself up would giving myself a hard time. It's quite likely that I would be exercising more and less that day or trying to and uh, setting out with the intention to do that. Um, or if I had lost a little bit of weight, then I would be absolutely late. And just feel wonderful about myself all day. Um, so I was kind of driven by that number on the scale. Um, but in terms of kind of uh, the dieting and the rituals, I went through a period of about five to six years. I would weigh everything that I ate. You know, I'd go on holiday, I would pack food in my suitcase. Um, I would weigh my food in restaurants, and you know, I would turn down events, I would turn down family events. Or, um, I would go on dates with my boyfriend to certain restaurants because I can get the food that I needed. Mm-hmm. But, and so my life was just really dictated by what I looked like and what I what I was eating um, and I was crippled with this overwhelming feeling that I was a failure I couldn't control my food or my weight and I certainly couldn't couldn't stop binging, couldn't control my food or my weight um, and so I spent a couple of years with really bad depression where I just, I'd go to work and all I would do between lay you in know, bed and watch documentaries on the laptop, that's literally what wow. I did um, and yeah, I just, my world was so small, um, yeah. so small. Couldn't have certain foods in the house, my partner couldn't have foods in the house, no ice cream, no bread, no peanut butter, like normal foods, couldn't have normal foods in the house, we had meat and vegetables and sometimes dairy and um, that's kind of how I lived really, but that was not, it, become, it had become normal for me to live like this, so even though people outside would say this is a crazy thing. And how you're living is not healthy, it become normal to me, like it become the disorder. It become so normal that I couldn't understand why anybody would live differently. I thought I was chasing health and recovery and equilibrium, and actually, all I was doing was going further and further down the path.
0: Wow! Yeah, I can so, so relate to your story. How did you feel about your your body? Like when you looked at yourself in the mirror,
1: like what what did you think? I hated my body. Completely hated my body. Um, I wouldn't wear shorts in the summer, even at my my smallest. I wouldn't wear shorts in the summer. I wouldn't wear bare legs. Rarely would wear, wear bare legs. It was one time on holiday that I did. Um, I absolutely like. I would check myself in every reflective surface, walking down the street. I would compare myself to other people. Um, you know, I'm naturally quite muscular anyway, so my thighs are generally quite muscular, even when I was like at my, my very smallest. But I was. I just hate them. I was so, so self conscious and it would stop me from going places or doing things. It would take me ages to get dressed in the morning. Um, I just felt like very uncomfortable in my own skin. Like really uncomfortable in my own skin. Yeah, yeah. And how thin I was, it was never enough. And the more thinner I got, the more uncomfortable in my skin that I got. It was never enough. I was never at, because I always had this belief. If I could just be a certain size, then everything would be okay. And I honestly believed that if I was a certain size, I would get the job, I would get the man, I would feel confident in my own skin. You know, I would go out there and live my life. But actually, I got to that what I thought that size should be, and was just more fucked up than ever in my head. Like completely fucked up in my head. It was worse. It was worse because when I got there, not only had I been disordered to get there, I didn't get all of those things I thought. So that illusion was then shattered. So I was left just with no no hope or dream of what was going to fix this internal condition.
0: Wow, yeah, totally. What did you want to feel?
1: I wanted to feel um, accepted. I wanted to feel good enough. I wanted to feel confident. I wanted to feel um, okay in my skin. Like not even good in my skin by this point. I just wanted to be okay. I mean, I'd go of any hope of feeling good. Um, I just wanted to be, um, happy, um, yeah, That's mm-hmm. what I
0: can't. Yeah. What did you want to be able to do?
1: Live my life without being changed to the scale and food. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, just live a normal life. Like, yeah. go on a day and just not worry about what the food is. Like, well, the food will be what the food will be. Um, I'm a massive foodie anyway. I love food, so I, I'm not sure that's not in my nature to, forever, to ever be completely disinterested in what the food is, but not worried about it or anxious find a plan, or trying to plan or getting my friend to write a letter in Spanish explaining that I'm allergic to this, that, and the other one, so I can't have any, you know, that kind of thing. I just wanted it to not be crazy. I just want it to be normal.
0: Right. Yeah, like to just enjoy it, but yeah. not make such a big deal out of it. Yeah. Cool. I'm
1: just stop being so dramatic about it. It's just drama mm. or no, i can't. I'm not drinking it or It's just it's just bullshit. You know, my life is tiny because I said no to. I said no to life because I was fooled by food and weight
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what was the catalyst for you to make this change? Because obviously, like the work that we're doing here is is radical. It's very different. What what prompted you to say I've had enough of this, I need to do something different?
1: Um, well, I've always been quite good at looking for a solution. So I, um, at the age of 21, 22, was in food recovery and was looking for um, a solution to this problem. So as much as I was caught up in the disordered um, behaviour, I knew that I wanted it to be different. And, wanted to be to be. Um, and I'd actually come out of over and as one of their more um, strict uh, chapters. I'd come out of come out of that group and I'd started listening to um, a podcast called Quit Binge by Alan is Alan Short? Standish. Standish, that's it um, and I heard you being interviewed by him and I was just it just it, there was just something about that podcast that spoke to me and said maybe maybe it, it's the dark maybe you need to maybe there's something in this you need to explore this. Um, oh, cool. There is a bit of a rebel in me, and I am a bit kind of like yeah, fuck the world kind of thing sometimes. Um, so there's something about that kind of rabbit, and I thought, you know what? Aside from surgery, I've tried everything else. So if I go and explore this and it doesn't work, I can just go back to go back to what I can do. It or go, you know, go searching. Um So it was hearing that kind of rebel voice that spoke to me. I thought, you know what? I need to I need to explore this a little bit. Uh, I love it. yeah Yeah.
0: and then there was no turning back for you
1: well there was there wasn't because I was I got to the point where I was so desperate that I was just like do you know what if she tells me to like stand naked in a bucket of crap I'm gonna do it you know so you didn't
0: do that just for the
1: record (laughs) I didn't do that
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's not part of the
1: program (laughs) and and now I'm a bit further on I wouldn't have done that (laughs) point was I was desperate at that point I tried everything else and there was Woman who was saying to me, you know, I, you know, you smashed your scale, and I could live a different way, and I was kind of so chained to that. So when there was a the suggestion of kind of getting rid of the scale, weighing myself, that in itself felt like freedom. Um, that just not having that felt like um, so. I just kind of, yeah, I was, I was just ready to try something different. I think I've had enough. Yeah. Um, a long, a long weary journey to get to the place where lots of things haven't worked lots of internal work that I felt hadn't worked so I just I was ready
0: yeah yeah it takes so much bravery so I really do commend you on that because that's it's ballsy to to get rid of something that you've been so connected to and so chained to
1: but as soon as it was gone the freedom like the I I can still feel how it felt now when I smashed that smashed smashed my scale in the garden glass scale smashed it and the freedom then when I got up the next or the panic first of all when I got up away (laughs) my Yeah. And then freedom because I didn't have that to dictate my day. I was just like, well, it doesn't matter. I don't know what it is, so I'm just going to have to get on my day anyway. <laughs> and the, it was just the freedom of that. I was like, God, why have I let this dictate my whole life? I know. But I, I, I couldn't not get on it when it was in the house. I had to get rid of it. I couldn't not get on it because to get on it and know that number was too great. Um, but yeah, the, the, I just can't get over sort of the, the paradox how green it is not to be changed. I
0: don't know. It's just not that Yeah. What were some of the, you know, if you think back to, um, you know, when we started together, which was probably like nine months ago, I think around then, um, what were some of the, you know, the stepping stones that really helped you, created some really big shifts for you along the way?
1: Um, Getting rid of my scale was one, and then purging my wardrobe was the next one. Um, I don't know if I'm giving away too much here. You kind of sell. me kind of No, those ones are
0: pretty much in my freebies, I think.
1: <laughs> those those two to start off with were, were just huge because I I've been carrying clothes now for years that were never, you know, were never gonna fit me again. The size of a child, they were never gonna fit me again. Um, and opening my I always had this panic that I would go into hospital and Tom would have to get me some clothes and he wouldn't know what did because everything in the wardrobe was like from tiny, to about 10 sizes of clothes in the wardrobe. So I was kind of worried he'd turn up one day at the hospital with a pair of jeans that would pass past my ankles or something. <laughs> i have to come home in a hospital gown. Oh. Uh, genuine fear, genuine fear. Getting yeah. rid of all those clothes it was so freeing. Um, and now opening the wardrobe, knowing that everything fits. I haven't got that anxiety when I go to the wardrobe in the morning because I know I'm going to pull on something that fits me and that I feel good in, rather than opening the wardrobe and having all these different sizes of clothes, like, taunt me. Um, and I regularly now do that. I regularly open my wardrobe and go, no, I don't like this anymore, I'm getting rid of it because I don't want to wear any clothes that make me feel shit about myself or have any clothes in my life that make me feel shit about myself. So those, just those two things made make a massive difference to start off with a huge shift. Um, and then the, the biggest thing for me was then working with the self-care module um, because I'd never learned how to look after myself. And so carving out that time for me and what that looked like Um, and having a structure for it really helped to give me permission to start taking care of myself. Because that's one of the things, although I talk about the the scale and then obviously the the clothes being two really big things, what that did was clear away the stuff that's actually a distraction. Because It's not about the weight and it's not about the food and it's not about what I look like. Actually, that's all a distraction. So once I clear that shit away, I can then start working on what's really going on yes. and what's really on the surface. And it's like, um, like I'm an onion, so you peel off that first layer and it exposes all the shit you need to work on. And that's what Rocky Body helped me to do, is to peel back that layer and then start working on the shit. Because if I'd have started peeling back that layer, which I did in the 21 Day Body Image Remix, some of your breathing stuff, that helped to pull back that layer without then having the support of the Rocky Body Programme, I'd have never been able to clear back that shit. So all I'd have done is pull that there straight back over because I'd have needed that distraction or that, it's almost like an addiction. I've, re- I've resonated quite strongly with diet and being an addiction. Yes. Uh, without dealing with the stuff underneath, the self-esteem issues, the, pain, the fear of failure, the relationships, um, learning how to take care of myself without trying to work on that stuff, I'd have just needed to go back to dieting and weigh myself because I needed that distraction.
0: Um, yeah, when you say like working on that shit you mentioned, like self-esteem, self-care, what what else was what else was sort of uncovered to you that was a distraction that you were able to then then recognize and work through
1: outside of the self-esteem and the self-care. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Maybe just
0: talk about those a little bit more.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were the two two main uh, things really, and also kind of who I am in my relationship with other people, my kind of authenticity, um, meeting people, being vulnerable, because actually what it helped me to do as well was weed out people in my life, because i would had people in my life who are a bit like my old clothes, didn't really fit anymore, I didn't really let them go, because they were comfortable and they were familiar and they reminded me of a different time in my life, but actually when I started building up, working on my
2: self-esteem and
1: clearing out some of these skeletons in my closet, I was able to say, well, no. I'm, I'm, I was able to put, put boundaries down with people and say, well, no, actually, it's not appropriate for you to treat me like that. It's not appropriate. Like, your behaviour doesn't match what I think about myself now. Because when I, when I had that low self-esteem in my body, which, it was OK for people to treat me like shit. It was OK for people to not turn up on time. It was OK for people to to me in a way that, that was, you know, wasn't appropriate once I started feeling better about myself, I was going to say, Actually, no, I choose something different for my life. And, and being able to weed those people out left them then with um, the opportunity to build on and grow the relationships that I did have left in my life, but then also yeah. open the door to new people to come into my life. And I've now got an awesome group of kick-ass like, women in my life who lift me up, who I lift up. I wouldn't have had if I hadn't been through this process because I couldn't. Relate to anybody on an authentic uh, uh, authentic way because uh, I'm so distracted with the weight and the diet and the the binging and that issue needs to be solved. And because of that, there was no space for meeting people on a different level because I was too distracted. Um, I couldn't, I was too uncomfortable with what I felt. I was too caught up in what I thought they would think of me because of my body size, shape, weight, rather than just meeting them. in a different place and allowing us to connect. Wow. Uh, because actually people don't give a shit what I look like for the most part. As long as I'm happy, people don't give a shit what I look like or you know, what I'm doing, what I'm eating. People do not give two shits about what I'm eating <laughs> at all. I didn't realise that until I did this process. I didn't realise that till I stopped dieting. Actually, people are not interested in what I eat, what I've got for lunch, what I'm having for dinner. You know, it's not a big deal. Whereas when I was dieting it was a huge deal, how much I weighed, what I was really eating.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not care about any of that
0: stuff. yeah. So what are some of the highlights? I mean, you've done so much. I, I've, you, you've done so many things that I can think of, like pictures that you've posted, things that you've done for the first time, things where you've said, like, I'm giving zero fucks and I'm doing this anyways. What are some of the highlights for you?
1: Um, I went traveling on my own to Europe. Um, I live in Europe anyway, but I went traveling on my own in Europe. Um, which was huge. I never had the confidence to do that before. Um, I wear what I want to the gym, so I've got some awesome gym leggings. You know, I'm no longer just wearing black to the gym. Um, awesome leggings. I don't give a shit what anybody thinks um, about those. Um, oh God, there's so many things that I've done. I should have made a list. Um, me and my partner made a decision to get married because now I feel that I'm working to love so we talked about it and that feels really exciting and that's been um, interesting sort of picking a dress and not dieting and dealing with people's comments and questions around that so people feel that they can comment on what I'm eating because I'm getting married or, or should you be eating the biscuits biscuit you're getting married yeah I should be eating a biscuit I want a biscuit you know I mean what's it got to do with me getting married the two things don't you know don't marry up yeah um, but yeah I've done it's just given me a new confidence really and um, so I'm more open to saying yes to life um, which has meant wearing you know bare arms to the Christmas party or you know um, feeling like I'm worthy of getting my hair done on a regular basis instead of doing it out of the box and not to do it for me. Um just just things that have made a noticeable difference to my life. And that might not sound a big deal to anyone else, but that's a big deal to me going to bedroom to my hair done. Um getting a massage, you know, getting the body out of somebody to, to rub and not shaving my legs and not giving shit about that either. I thought I had Go looking perfect for someone to rub my body. Well, they're not interested in what I look like, really. Um, so it's just made a noticeable difference to, to the whole of my life. Yes. Every aspect of my life has been improved as a result of doing the work, quitting dieting, getting rid of the skin and the clothes, and then doing some.
0: Yeah, you mentioned before that you know, in your past life, you 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 hated your body. Um, your world world was so
1: small. What's different for you now? Um, I'll be honest. <clears throat> I don't love my body. I don't. I'm not in that place where I'm like, oh, I love every part of my body. I don't. Um, I've got an appreciation for what it can do, um, and I'm more neutral around it. I don't look at myself in the mirror. Hate any part of my body now. That's um, amazing.
0: Just for the record, that's exactly where I want people to be. Like to be to just say like I don't hate it. I'm neutral about it, and I appreciate it. Like to me, that is what loving your body is.
1: But it's so difficult in this movement as well because I think, and while I certainly can only speak for myself, I thought I had to be in that place where I was loving my body and you know, every part of my body, and like, oh yeah, look at my look at my thighs, aren't they amazing? Look at my belly, isn't it amazing? You know, I thought that's where I had to be. And so, being in a place of neutrality was kind of—I thought there was still more work to be done. Um, <laughs> actually, it's—it's it's, this is being being in this place is is just complete freedom, You know, um, I can't remember the original. Yeah, question.
0: well, it was but you were talking about before. Your world was so small, and so, what's your world like now?
1: Um, I'm just more open to saying yes to things. So, as an example. Um, you know i don't stay in all weekend watching documentaries anymore um we'll on bikes, or i'll go out with girlfriends or we'll just go out and experience the world about them but like just to be able to go and sit in a restaurant and have a meal and a glass of wine and enjoy that without worrying how many calories are in it or how much i'm going to have to exercise or whether there's any refined sugars in it or you know asking the server a million questions or you know um, not sitting at the table thinking that girl next to me has got smaller thighs therefore she must be better than me and more successful than me and I wonder what she does for a job and blah you know just that constant distraction of comparing and judging and analysing and that is extors- exhaust that was exhausting has freed up um, freed up my head freed up yeah I'm kind of just a bit more quiet in my head to be honest which is nice as well. Like there's a there's a lot more like time and space. I didn't realise how much time and space all that stuff took up. Um, yes. and so it's then about like discovering who I am, what I like to do, like who's Chloe, what does she like to do? What what opinions does she have about you know politics and you know different aspects of life, discovering all of that stuff because now there's time and space to do it. I'm not distracted. Um but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's always been an easy journey as well because work is quite tough, um, but the rewards and the payouts have been worth every, every bit of fear, and growth, and pain, and tears, and all of that stuff that comes with it, all coming through that, coming out of the cycle.
0: So how overall, how does it feel to get that baggage off your shoulders?
1: Ah, lighter, so much lighter, so much. Um, just I just feel great now, really. Um, I just feel, yeah just like I've been set free. And I didn't know, I didn't know at the beginning that this is what I could have. I just wanted to stop myself and stop. Something. I just wanted to be crazy, not crazy, but stop that kind of worrying thoughts um, and body pain and stuff. So I, yeah, I feel free, I feel much like, um, which is amazing. I didn't think I could have it, so I just feel like, I almost sometimes feel like I don't believe that I've got it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, and I suppose I'm also left now feeling quite angry by the diet, diet industry and how, yeah, how, how to see people being invited to sort of quite fired up and want to um, share with other people that can be different. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You've come so far. I'm just, I, I know there's so much to celebrate. Um, you, you've always been such an inspiration to the other women because you're so open, you're open about the ups and the downs. You know, I would never want to say that this is just like a perfect process and you know, you're, you're, you're real and you're honest about it. And I, I think that that's, it's just, it's great. It's, I'm just honored that you, that you've come into my life, that you are a part of this. And um, that you're able to inspire other women and show them that there is another way now. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've worked quite hard, but I, uh, I
1: feel good about where
0: I am now. It's amazing. So any, any final piece of advice for anyone listening to this?
1: Um, just do it just to throw yourself in and, in and do it. And if you haven't got the money, find the money and to just rock up and show up and do the work because it was one of the best investments I've made in myself. Um, and that was part of the self-care as well, it's about investing in myself and investing in my future. And I thought I could do it with just the freebies. I thought, oh, no, I'll just say, oh, no, I, you know, I can do this. Um, but actually, I needed that support. I needed more support. And, I don't know anyone else's history, I know everyone's unique, but I was I was a chronic diet I was chronic in my um, my the hate of my body and uh, and I I just needed to I just needed to overcome it really. So I would just say that if anybody is unsure, um, to just to just yeah, to throw themselves in with a bit of go and it's worth everything every penny I
0: you're a perfect example of what's possible, and I'm just—I'm so excited to see where you are, like a year from now, uh, you know, a couple of months from now. Just you—you you continue to just be such a such a force and such an inspiration. So thank you so much for sharing this today. Oh, thanks for having me. So Hugs from across the sea. Those arms. <laughs> hey, man.
2: <laughs>
0: right to bare arms. <laughs> awesome thank you so much Chloe thanks for having me rock on I love Chloe's realness. She just tells you how it is. And that is one thing that is super badass about her. All right, next up we have Courtney. Courtney had gone through inpatient treatment for an eating disorder and exercise addiction. And she had recovered from that, but she didn't know who she was anymore. Her body had defined her identity and worth for so long. And she wanted to live a different life that wasn't associated with her body. Uh, She did the Rock Your Body program in March and can now confidently say that she has a new outlook on life and that she brings herself to the world, not her body to the world. Oh my God, I need to put that on a meme. It's so good. Uh, Check out Courtney's story here. And again, if you want to see the video for this, go to summerinandincom forward slash spotlight. Welcome Courtney to your Rock Your Body Spotlight. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm excited to catch up with you.
3: Well, thanks for having me. This is exciting.
0: Yeah. Why is it exciting for me? Well, it's just
3: exciting to be able to tell I, I really hope I can tell other people how amazing this was and how how much it really changed my life. So I hope that if one person says, Oh, I should try this, like it's worth it. You oh, know? cool. Oh my god, yeah. that
0: makes me so happy. <laughs> That's great. Well, why don't you just tell everybody who you are, you know, like who you are, what you do, where you live.
3: So I'm Courtney and I'm 40 years old and I'm from Calgary, um, Alberta. And, uh, and I'm, I'm a manager for a social services program here in our province. So yeah, I'm married and I have two cats.
0: Nice. (laughs) Very good. That's important. (laughs) A nuclear family. Yeah, exactly. So why don't you tell me why don't you tell everyone a little bit about um obviously you did rock your body in the spring which is which is awesome um why don't you tell everyone a little bit about where you were at with your relationship with with your body um and you know like your confidence before before we started working together
3: So I joined Rock Your Body um shortly after I was discharged from inpatient treatment for an eating disorder and um, um, over exercise and basically female athlete triad. So I really, I had to totally redefine who I was. And I was struggling with, I was struggling with physical changes and I was struggling with, I think, what, what does it mean to be this new person and just not, sh- not sure where I was going to get my confidence from anymore. I, I felt, I felt like the only thing that was visible about me, the only thing that mattered about me was my body was changing and I wasn't that wasn't who I was. I'd identified as this person for so long. So I sort of was just at this point where I needed to figure out who am I going to be now and how am I going to be okay with that?
0: Wow. And so what was that like to, to have gone through that recovery? I mean, first of all, it's amazing that you went through the eating disorder recovery um, you know, what were you feeling af- like after that? Um, you know, I know you mentioned feeling a little bit lost, like you didn't know who you were. How, what was that like for you?
3: It was scary. I, I was scared that I didn't know how people were going to respond to me. And because to me, all I could, I physically could feel the changes in my body. I thought, I thought that was the only thing about me. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I just felt like the, the only thing that was... That there was, was this person who was getting bigger and that, that wasn't good. You wow. know? Yeah. Yeah. And how did you want to feel? Like, what did you want for I, yourself? I wanted to feel comfortable and I wanted to not feel so aware of my body. And I wanted to, you know, there was this part of me that, that I was like, I never want to go back to this disordered eating, but I sort of, it was sort of a process too around just like, how how do you get over that disordered eating to just eating sort of quote unquote normally, um, that whole thing and and accepting your body? It's all kind of tied in together. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, that's um yeah. That, I mean that must have been really, like you said, just lost. I think like you're I think lost, and
3: I'm forty years old, and you know hadn't done eating disorder treatment for. 20 well 15 20 years right so it's like holy cow it's this whole new person and again having identified as this competitive runner and then not being able to do that anymore was just like who am i yeah what's important yeah
0: yes so much changes right i think yeah. i that's something that's really been um like prominent that i you know i've noticed is just like our interests change our values change what's important to us changes and it's, uh, you can, it's, it's why it is so scary. Cause it's like this unknown and it's like, who is this person?
3: Exactly. And are people going to like me if I'm a totally different person? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So what made you feel ready to change? Cause it's, it's really hard to, you know, to completely leave that disordered frame of mind yeah. behind, like to not go back to that, to say like, you know what, this is a new path. Like I'm going this way. What made you decide to change?
3: So there like a few – what made me decide to go into inpatient is my husband said to me one day, he's like, I don't even feel like we're married. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I don't want to lose the one person in my life that I love. Wow. So that's why I went into to inpatient. And then – but coming out of inpatient, like, and if anyone's ever done it, you come out with this, like, food plan and blah, blah, blah. And I still felt like it was so – structured. And so I think honestly, it was, I sort of, I I can't remember whose podcast it was or, or what it was. It was either yours or like Kayla Prince or someone. And I was like, that's it. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I am not living my life for food. I need to figure out what's going on. And so that's, it was kind of like, I remember this one day and then like ditching my dietitian and calling like an intuitive eating counselor and doing that for a while. And then Again, like realizing, wait, I'm focusing too much on food. And I think that's when I joined Rock Your Body because I was like, I'm so sick of talking about food. Like it was just this kind of realization. And what I realized is through Rock Your Body is like it so wasn't even about the food or even necessarily my body per se. It was just like, you know, when you're living in in this disordered way, you don't even realize there's a whole other world out there and how much better your life can be because everything seems like it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, it takes a lot of courage to do that, to be done, you know? And so I just want to acknowledge that that's, that's just pretty amazing in and of itself. And so tell me like, what were some of the stepping stones that you went through along the way that helped you to change?
3: In Rock Your Body, the Biggest stepping stone for me was understanding the voice of my inner critic or your doppelganger. That was huge. When I understood that I didn't have to shut her up, that she needed some compassion and figuring out a way to give myself that compassion, which was a combination of doing it with Rock Your Body. And then I did a couple EFT sessions within, which is really weird. I'm not one of those. I'm not sort of into that energy work, but somehow it was just this connection. I was able to connect with this inner child and, and like, oh my God, I get where so much of this is coming from now. And so it's just that deeper understanding that was huge. And then.
0: What did that help you be able to do? What, how did that make you feel or what changed that for you? When
3: I had discomfort with my body, when I, um, had um, when I was reacting to something in kind of a way that seemed unusual, like why, why am I all of a sudden hyper aware of my body? Or why am I taking this person's criticism? So, so much, or why am I so scared of, of gaining weight? Or it was like being able to understand what childhood experience had led to that, um, feeling. And then being able to say to myself, it's okay, because we aren't there anymore. And I'm so sorry that you went through that. And I'm so sorry that you dealt with, you know, XYZ, but we're here and we got this. Like, it, to me, it was just like explaining to a child that it was like, we're okay. We can deal with this. This is a whole new situation and I'm here now. Mm-hmm. So. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. I know that's one of like the fundamental components is just changing that talk and like being able to separate that those two parts of your brain and start to take direction and listen to that other one. So that's really cool that that had such a big impact on you.
3: Yeah. And there was another exercise, I think it was closer to the end that had a pretty big impact when you were supposed to sort of envision your future self. Yeah. And that one too, when when I listened to her I sort of started to really understand what was important to me and when I looked at myself as this older woman and kind of envisioned where I was living and everything it was just like okay I get I get what she wants and I get what she sees as important and that's sort of where I started to see these are the things that are really important to me.
0: Yeah, that's so, so cool. And then and so what what did that give you?
3: It gave me a sense of focus in able to say, in in sort of being able to say, maybe this isn't as important as I thought it was. Do you know what I mean? So maybe being liked isn't, I think it, it helped me really focus on maybe being liked isn't as important, but being someone that made a difference is important. Oh my God. That's so cool. So, yeah. So just like, I remember when I was leaving my old job, one of the one of the girls said to me, "You know, you're a really good supervisor. I've never had a supervisor like you before." And and I was like, I I was never particularly easy going on this girl or friendly. I was tough on her, but I think it was like she respected me. She respected me because I had done something for her to develop her that other people hadn't done. So it's like it's not about being liked. It's about making a difference. Or giving someone something new for themselves. That's so cool. That's yeah.
0: amazing. And what were some of the other highlights for you? Like, I know I know, the promotion was a big one.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just, like, I kind of, I, I lost a lot of fear around, around doing stuff. Like, I applied for jobs that I never would have applied for. I had the most difficult conversations with people. I just, like, I feel like I, I, I was just able to have – difficult conversations with my staff or with my husband or um not so much with my family yet but that's okay just <laughs> baby steps <laughs> actually and that's not true I I had a very difficult conversation with my mother that that needed to happen just that I it didn't matter anymore that I that people liked me it mattered that I was being true to myself and I was acting with integrity and the values that were important to me and so never intentionally hurting anyone and always owning it but you know this is what I need to do and how you res- if you don't like what I have to say unfortunately this is what I need to do this is my job or this is this is what I need to do for me depending on who I was talking to so
0: yeah what's that been like for you
3: I sleep better at night. It's so weird to have a conversation with someone and be able to truly identify that you lived your values and you don't second guess yourself as much. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, there's times that of course you still go over things in your head and, and, but, but yeah, it was just like, I know that I did this for the right reasons with the right intentions and I was true to myself. And so, and I never, I never thought about, well, because you know, before I used to think, well, it doesn't really matter what I do as long as I'm thin. And now I'm like, no, it matters what I do and who I am, that I'm true to myself, not what my body looks like. I can do that however my body looks, you know? That's so cool. Yeah. I know
0: for you, so much of it was around, you know, overcoming fear, gaining confidence and, you know, working through any kind of self-doubt.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That self-doubt piece was huge. And it was like, I sort of, I guess in some ways when, when I went into treatment and all that, I lost that shield that I had because your eating disorder shields you from so much. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just having to really build back that confidence and yeah. to really helped me do that. Yeah. So
0: if you had to summarize, like, what did you get out of this program?
3: I just got a whole new outlook on life, a whole new outlook on what I bring to the world. And Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. A whole new outlook on what I bring to the world. I bring me to the world. I don't bring my body to the world.
0: Oh my God. You need to go on a meme with
3: that one. (laughs)
2: That's beautiful. I
3: I think it's just more confidence in who I am. And I've heard, I've heard all of, you know, you, you kind of podcasters say like, yeah, of course there's days where you're still not a hundred percent comfortable with how you look or your hair is bad or like, ugh, these pants were tight. But, It's like, okay, but, like, move on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's still – I'm still moving on. I'm still a journey. It's not like everything's perfect, but it's, like, it's just so much easier to be me now.
0: Oh, my God. That's so cool. So what's it like to to be you now?
3: I just – I go into so many – so I go into so many situations, like more confident, like I, I don't walk around in this cloud of self doubt. And so when I'm authentic with people or I, I just, I just feel more confident. I don't doubt myself. It's just, it's so much more comfortable to be in that place.
0: What does that feel like?
3: It feels relaxing. It feels like you're grounded too. It feels, mm-hmm. it feels, just sort of like a bit more natural and it's less, life is less exhausting. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like a huge weight gets lifted.
3: Exactly. Exactly. And so even at work at this new job, like there's like 70 people work there and trying to learn all their names But it's like, it's okay. I can just be like, oh, I'm still trying to learn people's names. I'm still sorry. What's your name again? I'm like, that's totally okay. Whereas before I would have been like, oh, my God, I have to remember everyone's name. What kind of person am I? You know, well, at least I'm thin. So it doesn't matter if I forget your name because, you know, like, so not about that. It's just, But I can be authentic and be like, I'm really sorry. I don't remember your name. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. You seem, um, you're yeah, just so much more comfortable, confident and yeah. yeah. I mean, you've just been killing it. Like, you know, like you said, doing, going after the jobs or having these difficult conversations. And I just think it's, it's amazing to see how far you've come through this and, and you really put yourself into it though. I mean, you did all the work, like you, yeah. you really committed to it. And so that, that shows, and, and, um, I'm just so honored that To I get to be a part of this transformation.
3: Well, it's it's been amazing, and it was so cool. It was so cool to do it, and the women too, like the other women that that were in the group, were so helpful too. And just hearing what they did and sort of learning from them was was really helpful. Mm -hmm.
0: It's a good group, isn't it?
3: (laughs) It was. It was a great group. Yeah, and it will continue to be. Yeah, we'll continue. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I mean. Man, like people are getting married and people are having babies it's like oh that's it's so neat like we're part of their lives and there's one woman that lives just um in in more further northern alberta and we're like oh we're gonna have to meet when i you come to town and yes. yeah it's really cool
0: yes carolyn carolyn yeah. yeah she's i interviewed her too so she'll, she'll be oh, a part cool.
3: of this as well yeah cool
0: <laughs> well that's amazing do you have any um advice for people listening today
3: I think just trust the process like just just if you and if you think everything's okay but you're still stuck in that diet cycle everything's not okay like it's life can be so much better if you're not obsessed about food and your body Mm -hmm. so yeah just do it and just do it with open with an open heart beautiful
0: perfect Thank you cool. so much for being here. Thank Courtney. you. I can't,
3: I can't believe what an impact you've made on my life. So thank you so much. Oh my
0: God. You're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> and
3: rock on. Rock on.
0: <laughs> Courtney's so awesome. She's such a huge inspiration. And, um, Some of that noise that you heard at the beginning was my dog humping his bed. So that's what you do when you're an entrepreneur recording video. Sometimes you can't control what's happening in the background, but we cleared that up. Um, Anyways, next up, I am sharing Kate's spotlight with you. Kate was stuck in a place where she would hide and hold herself back from doing the things she wanted to do because she didn't feel confident enough, and she has made some huge leaps towards living a bigger and bolder life and she made some pretty big life decisions coming out of rock your body that you're gonna hear about this is kate's spotlight welcome kate to the rock your body spotlight series hello hi i'm so happy to have you
2: here today so happy to be here
0: Yeah, it's so cool Um, that I finally get to catch up with you because it's been—it's been a little bit of time. It's been a few weeks since we talked. Yeah. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about who who you are?
2: Sure. Um, I'm 26. I live in Australia with a bunch of crazy animals. I am currently a full-time student, which wasn't the case when I started the program. Um, I grew up in a pretty boring middle-class family, two parents who tried really hard to make me not focus on my body, even though that somehow didn't work.
0: (laughs) Okay, Um, yeah
2: yeah, that's about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So what were some of those frustrations that you had, um, with your body before we started working together?
2: Um, I, I spent a lot of time feeling like I was too big. I was working in a workplace where everyone was in their early to mid twenties. Everyone was very skinny. They all dressed up a lot for work and That wasn't really me (laughs) yeah so that was a big frustration Um, I never wanted to go and hang out with people because I was always feeling held back by it It was yeah it was hard
0: yeah that sounds really difficult how did that make you feel
2: um I felt very isolated very lonely a lot of the time
0: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm What did you want for yourself?
2: I wanted to be able to go out, have fun, meet people, um, just do everything everyone else was doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so what made you decide to want to change and do something different? Because you had, you had tried lots of diets before, right?
2: Yeah, I had. Um, I lost a lot of weight when I was about twenty, twenty-one. 21. Um, then went on a huge overseas holiday and it was like I started eating everything in sight and then came back and couldn't really get back into dieting but kept trying and trying and instead kept putting on weight.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. And I was still trying pretty hard to do that and ended up watching um, the – Girls Gone Strong Summit. Okay, the Woman's Strength
0: Summit. Okay, yes, 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 yes.
2: That's the one. Yeah,
0: the one that I was a part of. That's how I know. Okay.
2: (laughs) And I ended up seeing your video somehow, and I was like, oh, okay, there's other ways that I could do this.
0: Oh, cool. I actually didn't know that that's how you found me. That's really cool. Yeah. That's how Carolyn found me too. Ah. There you go. And so um, what made you decide to want to do it, like to to change and to, to take this huge leap into the area of, I'm going to try and just feel good about myself the way I am now?
2: I, mostly it just got too much, too much time planning meals and cooking and then half the time not eating it because I'd give up by the end of the week or... Yeah stuff like that it was just too much energy
0: yeah and like what did you want to then do for yourself instead
2: i just wanted to be able to enjoy actually doing things rather than planning for things that may not ever happen
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and so what were some of the specific things that helped you along the way
2: um I think the the first big one for me was really early on and it was going out and getting clothes that fit yeah it makes such a big difference doesn't it it does and that was uh that was great what did that do for you I felt a lot more comfortable I wasn't like pulling at my clothes or whatever and just being able to like have new clothes and people be like, Oh, that's a nice shirt. And I'm like, yeah, actually it is.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, what about from, like, I know you mentioned early on that you felt like you felt isolated and you felt alone. What's changed for you there?
2: Um, I think this happened kind of at the same time I stopped working, which did help. I've gone back to uni and, I've been joining clubs all over the place, uh, <laughs> meeting a lot of people that way. Uh, I've started running a couple of Dungeons and Dragons campaigns, so I've met people that way, which is completely different for me because it's several hours where people are just looking at me. <laughs> yeah, what's that like for you now? It's really bizarre. <laughs> like, it, And it just doesn't bother me either that they're just looking at me for several hours at a time and I'm like okay
0: (laughs) yeah what do you think um would have been different before in
2: that type of a circumstance I probably never would have done something like that
0: (laughs) oh wow that's so cool what are some of the other things that you've done that you didn't think you'd be able to do before
2: um I've been going out and like doing fun things that I previously would have thought only uh like, skinny people did. Like, on the weekend, we went off on a, like, fun little hike and, like, climbed some waterfalls and stuff. So cool. Yeah. It was such a nice day. I so, love hearing
0: about your hikes. <laughs> so you get you actually get to see kangaroos when you go on hikes, don't you?
2: Sometimes. <laughs> that, sorry, a couple of weeks ago, I got, like, attacked by a kangaroo. wow what was that like Um, it was meant to be a tame kangaroo but it just decided it wanted all the food I had and like me across the face oh my goodness
0: <laughs> okay wow that's so cool yeah <laughs> things you don't hear about in North America
2: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that's awesome um okay so let's come back to some of the stuff that you that you've been able to achieve what are what are some of the other highlight moments for you
2: um definitely being able to leave a job that I hated to do something that I really love, which is something I really didn't expect to end up happening.
0: Yeah, so the, when you started, when we started working together, like when you started doing Rock Your Body, that was not on your radar?
2: Um, it was sort of on my radar, but it was something I was absolutely terrified about and thought would probably happen as, like I thought my contract wouldn't be extended. But instead, I ended up saying, no, I'm leaving. Wow. And so what
0: enabled yeah. you to be able to do that? Like what shifted in you that helped you to be able to overcome that fear and make that choice?
2: Um, I felt like I could actually do it. I felt like I could <sighs> study. I felt like I could go out there and um, be confident enough to study and not worry about working for a little bit
0: wow that's really cool that's amazing and so how did that feel to make that decision for yourself
2: it was it was pretty exciting it, it was still scary of course but you did it anyways <laughs> yeah it's pretty scary going from two incomes to one income and going back to do something that you stopped doing five years ago but it's fun Wow, that's incredible.
0: And um I remember another moment where you like put on your cuz you play netball. I do. Where you put on your netball outfit. I was going to call it a uniform, <laughs> but it's not really a uniform, is it? It's just like it's just like what you wear when you play.
2: Yeah, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> um
0: and it was very form-fitting for you, but you were just like screw it, I'm doing this anyways.
2: Yeah. um, It is, they are made to be uh, pretty tight uniforms. But, yeah, I just went out and I actually played. I didn't really worry about what was going on with my uniform. And we, obviously, I'm assuming it wasn't just me, but for the first time ever, our team actually made a final and then lost (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's okay though hey you actually went and did it and so if you if you were to think about you know who where you were a few months ago and where you are now like what's really changed for
2: you um so much has changed I honestly don't even know where to start now <laughs> Um. Not working, Um, being able to go out and meet people is amazing. Um, Yeah, wearing the right size clothes is really freeing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so how are you feeling in your body
2: now? I'm feeling pretty good. I'd love to be able to go out and buy more clothes at the moment, but uh, not working is making that tough. But yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm wearing what I've got that fits and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. And I know you
0: mentioned to me that like your relationship with food has changed too. What's that like now?
2: Yeah, um, I've given up on <laughs> meal prepping completely, which part of that is that I'm actually able to be home for lunch with not working so I can make something quickly then and it's not whatever I cooked like two three days ago it's something fresh and it's what I want that day and I'm not worried about what I'm eating so much
0: (laughs) yeah so it seems it sounds like it's less like it's occupying less of your time or your thoughts
2: both (laughs) yeah Yeah, less time thoughts and so what has that given you given me a lot of time to do other things which is good (laughs) and how does that feel it's pretty awesome it's it's very freeing like everybody else is worrying about what they're gonna eat or how much what they're eating how many calories what they're eating has and I'm just like yeah but I'm going to eat this anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. Freedom, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. And so how does it feel to get this baggage off of your shoulders?
2: feels amazing. It's like I can actually focus on other things again. Yeah. That's so cool. Even if I had gone back to study earlier, I probably wouldn't have been able to focus as well.
0: That's so yeah. good. Yeah, you just seem so much more um, <laughs> confident, and like you've made some really big decisions, and and yeah. um, like putting yourself out there, you know, socially as well as leaving your job and going back to school and having the confidence to do that. So. Way to go. That's so amazing. I know. <laughs> That's so cool. So um, if you had one piece of advice for the women listening today, what might that be?
2: Um, just to stop worrying. All the things that you're worrying about probably aren't that important.
0: Beautiful. So true, right?
2: Yeah. So many things that you worry about just don't matter.
0: <laughs> and now you're able to focus on all the things that do matter.
2: Yeah. Like awesome. spending our weekends going hiking instead of meal prepping. <laughs>
0: Yay! That's so good. Yeah. And um it sounds to me like you're approaching you're approaching self care with a much better frame of mind now too.
2: Yes. I was I was a bit worried going in like What were you worried
0: about? That's important. Tell me. (laughs)
2: Um, I was worried about how much money it was. I was worried that being so far away from most of the people in it, that it would be hard, but it wasn't. It was, it was fine. (laughs) Another thing that I didn't need to worry about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm assuming you don't regret it. (laughs) No, no, no. Yeah, you've come so far. Well, I'm so happy to have you in my life. And um, and I know that we'll continue like our our time together because um, you're hopefully going to maybe do parts of the course again in September. But thank you so much for sharing your story today. And I know people can't see you, but I can see you. And I love <laughs> being able to just see like that you are so much more comfortable than you were before. That's really cool
2: much more comfortable. Thank you, Kate. Rock on. No worries.
0: I love it when some of the women go on to do these really incredible things like change their job or go back to school after I work with them. I just, uh, like, like Caitlin did, I just think that that's so cool. Up next, we have Erin and Erin is a mom of three boys who had felt a lot of shame around her body because all she could see was how she looked before she had three kids compared to the body that she had now. And she felt like a failure because she couldn't get her pre-baby body back. Her body is now something that does not hold shame. And she says, I'm growing into the person that I authentically am, and I'm more present in my life with my husband and kids. This is Erin's Spotlight. Hello, Erin. Hi. Welcome to your Rock Your Body Spotlight and Fearless Rebel Radio. Thank you so much for being here.
3: Thank
4: you. I'm happy to be here.
0: I'm excited for you to share your story with our listeners. Why don't you tell everyone just a little bit about who you are, where you live?
4: Okay. Um, Well, my name is Erin. I am um, a wife and a stay-at-home mother to three sons. I live near Louisville, Kentucky, and I am definitely a city girl that had to relocate to the country, but I'm happy here. So different kind of life, but where I'm meant to be.
0: (laughs) Great. Thank you for that. Sure. And why don't you talk about the frustrations that you had with your body before we started working together?
4: Okay. Um, my frustrations were centered around before and after children. So I was very much looking at myself, looking at my body as a very, a before and after project where all I could see was how I looked before I had three children. And the body I was in now, and I felt like I should be able to exercise harder or diet more, or, you know, that there was a specific thing that I could do that would help my body get back to pretty much how it was. And, um, so I was just really caught up in that. And I felt a lot of shame about my body and myself because I couldn't do it.
0: There's so much pressure Um, on moms.
4: Yeah, there is. There is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and so you mentioned you felt a lot of shame. How was that impacting your life? What was that causing you to do?
4: Well, I have had disordered eating. Behaviors and exercise things and stuff like that since I was 16. So I would say before I had kids, it was really focused on I needed to look like people in magazines or whatever. That's how I was always comparing myself to, you know? So, but then after kids, it was just more getting back to how I was and so, or how I was before I had children. And it it just focused me, or I'm sorry, caused me to focus on spending so much time counting calories. researching diets, thinking about diets, trying different exercise programs. Um, just really not being in my life because I was so focused on trying to change my body Mm -hmm. and also just my thoughts. I just, I was constantly thinking about stuff like that. And, um, and I was also always very much on the cusp of going back to having just an eating disorder. Like I was, I had been there before, and I knew I didn't want to go back to that, but yet some of the behaviors or some of the things I felt like I should do to fix my body, quote-unquote, would sort of start to trigger or make me think about, you know, an eating disorder again or going back to there.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what made you decide that you wanted to change and do something completely different?
4: Um first thing, I was just tired of it. I just was like, I was. I think when I started working with you, I was 37 and I was just like, I am 37 fricking years old and I am, my life is more than this, you know, and I'm very blessed. I'm happily married. I have three gorgeous, healthy sons. I have a home. I love, I have friends. I love a community family. I'm, I'm doing exactly what I want to do yet. I wasn't present and really enjoying it. Cause I was, thinking about how much I weighed that morning or how I ate too much Nutella the night before or whatever, you know, it was just, and I just realized I wanted more for myself and my life and also the lives of my family
0: Yeah, because I felt like I
4: wasn't there.
0: Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a really common feeling is just this, that you're so inside your own head with it. And, Uh um, it it sounds to me like, yeah, you have to get to this point where you are just so done with it to want to make that change. Yeah. So what were some of the highlight moments for you along the way?
4: Um, Realizing after I was able to, like, that I was dropping emotional baggage that I'd been carrying along for so long. Like when I was able to really identify and work through different thought patterns I was having or the lens through which I was seeing my body or the world or whatever. And I was able to create a new one that I believed in just as much, you know, and just, I feel like through the modules and things and coaching calls and hearing other women, I was just able to realize this whole other life and reality that I hadn't really known existed.
0: That's so So. cool. And what were some of those stepping stones for you or what were some of those moments where you, where you felt the, the shift in, in the way that you were thinking?
4: Um, I think initially when, um, I got rid of my scale, got rid of clothes that were too small for me or too big for me, um, got rid of dieting books and DVD programs and all that stuff that felt like I was drawing a line in the sand that I was changing. And that was really hard. I thought, you know, when I first read that I was going to do that, I was like, okay, you know, I can do that. But then actually doing it was really hard. But then afterwards, it's like, wow, to go in your closet and everything fits. It's really empowering, you know. And I think just little things through through the modules, or like like, like I said, the coaching calls, just realizing other people felt how I did, or um, um, and just seeing you consistently um, modeling how it can be to feel comfortable in your body and stuff like that was very empowering to me.
0: Yeah, that, that part about getting rid of all those, the, the, you know, the things that we use to control our, our body, and, and it's, it's crazy how much that drives our negative thinking patterns, and yes. I feel like getting rid of that stuff is such a huge catalyst towards committing to this new way, mm-hmm. um, you know, like you said, it's like drawing that line in the sand, and that's why it's some of the most simple things that you can do, but they have the biggest impact
4: Mm hmm. Yes, they do.
0: Yeah. So talk to me about what's changed for you now.
4: Um, I have much more, I don't know how else to say it, but just like freedom in my brain. (laughs) You know, there's just so I have so much more room to think about other things and do other things where I'm not so focused on what I'm eating or not eating. Um, I truly don't remember the last time I've overeaten or done anything like that where before, you know, before, before I was doing that a lot, I don't remember the last time I did that. I also have this awareness where I can see the world differently or the media differently or things that other people in my social circle are doing differently that I, it it isn't triggering to me anymore. And I just feel just... Happier and freer, and I'm able to. It's like I have permission to love my body, which I had not had that before. And really, just some of the things like I envisioned this like backpack full of these big, heavy rocks that I was carrying around everywhere, and I was able to chuck all those rocks in the backpack. And now I'm like, I just feel freer. So that's the biggest thing.
2: (laughs) That's such a good
0: (laughs) metaphor. And somebody else used a very similar one. Emily, Uh Emily used almost a very
2: similar one when she
0: was talking about it. So Uh it's interesting that you guys both, you know, that you like, that's, that is the best way to describe it is Uh is like, you know, we're carrying around all these expectations and all this negativity. And it's like, Mm -hmm. getting rid of that is so much more liberating than actually shrinking your body. Yeah.
4: And also in my relationship with my husband, I feel like before when he would compliment me or whatever, I didn't believe him. You know, I thought you're just saying that you're just whatever, because I didn't feel worthy of that myself. But now I'm just feel more free to be me, I don't know, and accepting of that too. Yeah, that's great. That's been great.
0: When you when we first started this conversation, you mentioned that you were um really thinking about getting back to that before body. What's Mm -hmm. that what's that like now?
4: Um it's still a little triggering when I see pictures of myself before I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh like I look how I used to look but it doesn't have the emotional charge that it used to. And really, when I look at pictures of myself before, I remember how I wasn't happy with myself then, and I was dieting then, and I was, you know, so I just, it's like, I re- um, I just don't have it is, anymore. It's kind of just gone. I just kind of am me now. That's so cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's great. It that's is. So it's good. huge. It's huge. And what is it like to get that baggage off your shoulders?
4: Um, I feel like I'm able to be a better version of myself, a better wife, a better mother, a better friend, because I'm just here more, like I mentally here, you know, I was very able to be having a conversation with one of my sons and they're talking to me and I'm nodding my head or whatever, but I'm not listening because I'm thinking about how I just ate a cupcake and I shouldn't have eaten a cupcake or what, you know, just stupid things. And that happened all the time. So I just feel like, I mean... It's, I'm just, I just feel like I'm, I'm growing into the person that I truly and authentically am. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because
0: everyone has that and it's just layered Mm -hmm. underneath all of this stuff that we're carrying around.
4: Yeah. And I'm able, I'm also just able to be so much more transparent and myself in all social situations. And it's kind of like, I don't care about so many things that I used to care about. So
2: yeah.
0: What about um, like other people's opinions and things like that? I, I feel like you really liked that part of the program about just not, not giving a, not giving a fuck about what anyone else thinks. <laughs>
4: yeah. It was just so empowering and it just, it was to be like, Oh, I can do that. You know, like that's okay. <laughs> I was so caught up in very dichotomous thinking and this is right, this is wrong. I need to do this or not do this, you know? And, um, and I think it was because my self-worth was so tied up in what other people thought. And I just was able to realize this or understand this whole other reality that existed of not giving a fuck that I didn't know existed before, (laughs) you know, and, and you were able to model it in, A way that I identified with that was, you know, that seemed real and I could identify it and that wasn't I don't know. That it was just real. That's the best word I can think of.
0: Yeah, I'm not going around being rude and mean to people. No (laughs) and you're also not I
4: love I mean there's I don't know. It just—it was real. So yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's okay. You can elaborate on what you were just gonna say.
4: (laughs) Well, it's like I didn't want to put other things down that I've done before, but things where it's like you're supposed to lovingly put lotion on your on your arms to show your body you love it, or things like that. That okay, yeah, that's nice. But I didn't—that didn't cause a mental shift for me. Like it was more. Does that make sense? Like I, I just think the way that you modeled the or you did the program just clicked for me yeah so. that's
0: awesome no I totally understand that and I think different things work for different people but, exactly um, yeah. yeah I mean what what I love to get at is like what's going on under the surface and not yeah and make it less about the body and it's about like you and like being comfortable with who you are and getting to know yes. who you are yeah yes cool that's amazing um do you have a piece of advice for people listening today I
4: think my advice is that it's scary and it's hard work, but do the work and the freedom and life that is available to you if you do it is beyond your expectations because I didn't know what it really felt like. I just feel like, like I said, this veil was lifted in this whole other reality. I was like, oh, you know, I, I can do this. I can be here. This is real. But it's hard in the beginning, but you just have to persevere and go through it and also just be honest with how you're feeling and it'll all be good.
0: That's amazing. Yes. Having hope and determination will always win out over fear. And you have, you had a lot of that fighting spirit, you know, you were really committed to it and you showed up and you did the work and you did the stuff that was uncomfortable and, um, you know, look at you now. It's amazing. You're such an inspiration. It's been, you know, like six months, I guess, since we started together. So it's just, it's awesome to see how far you've come and how much you've just, Owned who you are and and gotten that baggage off your shoulders like like we said. So thank mm-hmm. you for sharing your thank story you. with everybody. I really really thank appreciate you. it.
4: Thank you. Happy to be here. Erin's
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so awesome. I love her. I love that she's a mom of three doing this and just crushing it. So cool. Last up, we have Amelia. Amelia is a 24 year old brilliant woman, I wish I was as smart as her when I was 24, who had been a chronic dieter for years and she was done with it. As she says, it was like the definition of insanity. She kept doing the same thing over and over expecting a different result and she was not getting it. She is now rocking a sleeveless top for the first time, which you can see in the video over at summerin forward slash spotlight. She is taking pole dance classes and she's made a huge life-changing decision to go back to school and that was something that she didn't have the confidence to do before. This is Amelia's Spotlight. Welcome, Amelia, to your Rock Your Body Spotlight and Fearless Rebel Radio. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having
5: me. I'm excited.
0: I am excited to have you here, too. Why don't you just tell everybody who you are, you know, where you live?
5: Okay, well, I'm Amelia, obviously. I'm 24. I live in the suburbs of Chicago, Chicago. Right now, I sell real estate, but I'm going back to school in January. So that's short-lived, and then I'm going to go back to school for my master's in
0: January. Awesome. That's exciting. Yes, it is,
5: thanks to this program.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You are the second person that we've talked to here that is going back to school.
5: Which is awesome. I think it just pushes you out of your comfort zone and makes you reprioritize what's important in your life. This program does. So... That doesn't surprise
0: me, really. Nice, yeah. And actually, you're the third person in the in the whole in the program because I know Jackie did too. So that's really cool. Um, why don't you talk about what your relationship with your body was like before you started the program?
5: Pretty much, my body could do no right. Um, I was dieting a lot, and I wasn't losing weight anymore. It worked for a while, but it stopped. And I I really didn't like my body. I didn't like my life. I didn't like how I feel, Uh, like how I felt about my body and and how I felt most days when I woke up. I was just uncomfortable. And I thought that losing weight would make me more comfortable, but it didn't. (laughs) I was still uncomfortable. When I was skinny, I was uncomfortable. And when I was fatter, I was uncomfortable. So it was really something I needed to work on internally, not externally, but it took me a really long time to figure that out.
0: <laughs> yes. And I love how you said when I was skinnier, I was, you know, uncomfortable when I was fatter, I was uncomfortable. And then it really was about what was going on inside. I think that's really important for people to realize.
5: <laughs> yeah. I think that a lot of people think, Oh, if I only weighed whatever it is, X, I would be happy. And that wasn't the case for me at all. I still wasn't happy. And I was hungry. <laughs> I was hungry all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. And so what were, um, what were some of the frustrations uh, specifically that you, that you had at that time?
5: I think I was just frustrated with, as I said before, I could really do no right. If I, if I ate everything I was supposed to eat... And I worked out exactly the way I was supposed to. I still wasn't at a place I wanted to be. And if, you know, life got in the way and I didn't do everything I was supposed to do, then I would be beside myself and I would binge eat, which was not just as unproductive as not eating at all, which is what I was doing. So I would be either not eating at all or barely eating or binge eating. So I just I could really do no right. I was guilty either way, which was just a horrible really a horrible way to live it's just out of guilt
2: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> and what made you decide to do things differently like to say all right i'm not going to try and manipulate my body anymore i'm going to do the the inner work
5: well i so i started back in february of this year so which is a couple months ago now and the truth is at that point i was the heaviest i had ever been I was trying to diet, but it wasn't working anymore because I had dieted for so long. I mean, I've probably dieted for 15 years out of 24. Um, wow. So it, it, you know when they say, why do you keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result? Yes. That's what I was doing. I was like, this is obviously not working. This dieting, this binging, this guilt, this is not working anymore. Um, and I, don't, I didn't want to be 50 years old and have these issues. I wanted to just nip it in the bud and just be done with it. Now at 24, I didn't want to deal with this anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we, what's so cool is that you are 24 and doing this. And I think that a lot of women, you're, you were probably one of the younger or youngest person doing it, in the, it with the group. And that was so, it, it's so incredible to see someone younger doing this work now because the longer you wait, the more ingrained those negative beliefs go. So I just like major kudos to you for making this super mature decision.
5: It's <laughs> oh, such a weird thing, because I get to that point
0: where there's really what do you have to lose,
5: you know? If you're already miserable and feeling guilty, really what do you have to lose? Yeah. To to try it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. What were some of the key stepping stones along the way for you that really helped you have those those shifts?
5: I think even though I consider myself to be a kind person I think realizing that I'm not a kind person to myself all of the time um that my inner voice really wasn't as compassionate as I I'm compassionate to everyone I meet and I'm, I'm a, like I said I consider myself a kind person but I was not being kind to myself um and sometimes when I realize that just because I think it doesn't mean it's true that was a big deal for me. Um, kind of doubting my own self-talk. So, if, you know, when you have that horrible thought that we all have about ourselves, kind of questioning, well, why am I thinking that? What is, what is the defense mechanism, you know, for thinking that way or, or telling myself, no, you shouldn't do that. You can't do it. Don't even try. So I think the biggest stepping stone of realization was that questioning, what I said to myself every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what was that impact on you once you kind of started to navigate that differently?
5: Well, I, I definitely am not like,
0: I would love to say I'm that like
5: super confident, like, oh, I got this person. And I'm not most days, but it's almost like, in some ways I'm neutral, which is so empowering because I'm not like, oh, I'm awesome. Look at me. I look great. But most of the time I don't even... Think about it, which is crazy because I have so many more important things to think about in my life than like, oh, how do my arms look? How does this look? How does, you know, like I am worrying about it. I know we'll talk about it later at some point, but I like this would have never happened. The sleeveless dress thing. This would have never happened six months ago on camera. Oh, my God. It would have been the end of the world. that's so cool that's awesome and I wore this all day I wore this out I wore this with my boyfriend and it was just you just don't think about it anymore it's like okay this is a cute dress and I'm gonna wear it because I like it and that's it
0: I love your honesty though about how it's just feeling more neutral and feeling uh just not really thinking about it anymore because that's the truth that's the truth of it I think I think it would be um It'd be a little strange if you walked around thinking you were awesome all. Th- I mean, you'd be great, but it'd be a it's little strange. strange. I definitely
5: still have those days where, like, I won't lie. Like when we got on the camera, I was like, "Geez, oh look, like look, oh I wish the camera was higher. You can see my chin. Like that's <laughs> freaking me out." So of course, I still have those like little things. But like I said, I I think more than super positive. I think I just. When I walk in front of the mirror, I don't think, oh, my God, you look horrible or, oh, my God, you look gorgeous. I just think, oh, yep, there you are. That's you. You know, yeah. so that that's just because, again, there are so many better things to do with your time and energy than worry about what other people think and what you think about yourself. There's just so many things to do. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so what are some of the specific things you've noticed about how you feel now?
5: Well, one of the big things is being able to wear most of my clothes, like, which I could not do before, like, I would have to, I mean, I'm in Chicago suburbs. It's hot. It's still hot here. So I would have to wear, like, a sweater over this last summer, and I would be miserable, and I would be sweaty, and I would just be disgusting. But that was the only way I could wear this kind of thing. So there's just so many things. Um, I... Now I go to an exercise class that I like two days a week as opposed to working out five days a week and being miserable because I was supposed to, uh, which I will. Oh, and I threw away my scale. That's a big thing. I like that. <laughs> so talking in my sleeveless dress with no makeup on, that's a, that's a crazy thing for me, <laughs> <laughs> which I love because I'm like, you know what? This is me. If you don't like me, then that's you. That's not me. You know, that's, that's on you.
0: <laughs> and what about uh like your pole dancing? Do you want to talk about that Because I think that's really cool too.: <laughs> oh,
5: I, it's definitely uh, still a challenge. there are it's not easy. oh my God, I thought it, I don't I guess I didn't think it would be easy, <laughs> but it's really not easy, and i I appreciate oh my gosh. so that is something I w- probably wanted to do for three or four years. And I always thought, well, I'm not going to go because I'm not skinny enough yet. I'm not strong enough yet. I'm not whatever, pick the, you know, problem. I'm not whatever it was yet. And people will see me and they're going to judge that I'm bigger or whatever. And now I'm the biggest I've ever been. (laughs) And I go and there's a huge body diversity. You know, there are people there are people that are stronger than I am, weaker than I am, bigger than I am, smaller than I am, taller, shorter. Huge body diversity. And I think that's a really that's a community that really embraces body positivity as a whole. Even though that sounds kind of odd, <laughs> that is a, is a great I found is a great community because They don't care. They just—they just want to have fun. They want you to have a good time, and they want you to feel good about your body and feel sexy in your body. Which is, I think, something especially at 24. I don't think you're ever told, like, yeah, you should be—you should feel sexy in your body. Well, except for like the Victoria's Secret ads, and then you're like, well, I don't look like that, so I don't feel sexy at all. Yeah. You know, so it's like these are people who are like, no, we want you to feel sexy no matter what you look like. So, which. Like I said, I just never had encountered that, like, in my lifetime. People saying, oh, yeah, you should actually feel good about yourself instead of bad. I mostly just grew up with, you should feel bad because you're not shorter, smaller, whatever. Pick the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I I like, I love it. Even though it's hard, even though I come home and I have bruises all over my legs (laughs) half the time, I love it because it's just such a positive place to be. And it's great exercise. I'm getting muscles
0: that I never knew I had before. That's so cool. That's so great. What were some of the other highlight moments for you?
5: Mm. There's just so many little things. I think this happens to me relatively frequently, so it reminds me a lot. Not engaging, like feeling like I could not engage, even defend Um, that diet talk, like there was a time where I would have to engage if if a group of my friends were all talking about what they were doing this week, whatever it is, whatever diet or plan or shake or fast, I would engage and try to be like, well, I'm also doing this. I'm keeping up. And then there was a point where I had to defend, like, you shouldn't do that either. And now I'm pretty like, I don't even touch it which I think is a strength in and of itself (laughs) because it probably happens. I mean, I think just as women, we're in that, those situations, I feel like I'm in a situation at least once a week where somebody's like, well, here's what I'm doing and realizing like, okay, that's them. And you're okay. It has nothing to do with you. And I'm reminded of that a lot because I just like, I see it so much. Of course there's big things like wearing sleeveless shirts, Going to pole, throwing away the scale—you know, there's yeah, it's just big things. But I think just on like an every day or every week basis, it's really sort of feeling unapologetic. I think that's what it is. Where I, if somebody says, "Well, what are you doing? What kind of diet are you on? Or what are you working?" I'll say like, "I'm not dieting, and I'm not sorry. Sorry, I'm like sorry, I'm not sorry." <laughs> 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 I I know you want me to apologize or be sorry for it, but I'm not. Because I'm not dieting. I ate an ice cream cone right before this, so I
0: really. You don't care. It's amazing. Well,
5: it's just, and you don't, I think it's just not even just not caring, but not letting society or your friends or your family or whoever make you feel guilty about which like what you're not doing anymore, those negative behaviors. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a difference between not doing them and still feeling guilty about not doing them, which I had for a long time. Like I wasn't doing it, but I was still feeling like I was like, but I should be. I'm not and I should be. And now I'm like, I'm not and I don't care. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It is what it is. I'm happy and fat and it's awesome.
0: And you mentioned, um, I love that by the way, just (laughs) your attitude in general, but you mentioned when we first started about how you are, you know, you made the decision to go back to school. So how did, you know, like what, what change kind of happened mentally for you that enabled you to do that? Just, I would love for you to kind of elaborate on that.
5: I think it's one of those things where we were really working on one aspect of my life which was food and my body and, and self-confidence. And I think once you start making a change and you see positive change, you start going, well, what else can I change? Wait a minute. What else can I improve? (laughs) You know, like I, I, I really attacked something and I made a difference in that part of my life. So I was like, wait a minute, maybe I could put that on work or my relationship or like, I think it's a little addictive. <laughs> like once you start, and even though it's hard, I think it's like once you start changing your life or changing your perspective, it's really hard to stop or just apply it to one part of your life. So I was like, well, I'm really happy now with my body. I'm really happy with pole. I'm really happy with working out. I'm I'm pretty satisfied. But I still wasn't satisfied with work, <laughs> and I think a lot of people aren't. And so I was like, so what can we do about this? And I was like, well it's time. I, I have to go back to school and go do something that I've known I wanted to do for years, but it was just wasn't what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to start working, make money. You know, I, I was the first person to graduate college in my, in my family. So that was good enough. Mm-hmm. And that was good enough. So you don't need to go any further. Don't worry about it. That was good enough. And now I'm like, no, actually, I'm going to go get two master's degrees next year. So no big deal. So I think it's once you start changing, it's really hard to stop.
0: You are so brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And I think it's, it's not in a way of um, like you find something else broken about you. It's just that you, you build the confidence to know that you can actually make things happen in your life.
5: And I think you realize what you want. Like, I think... When you don't feel great about yourself, you accept, I think when you don't treat yourself very well, you accept other people not treating you very well. And, and that, uh, that's not going to happen anymore. So, because I think, like you said, once you get that confidence up, you're like, um, no, I know that I'm worthy of this. I know that I'm worthy of a good relationship. I know that I'm worthy of, you know, happiness in my work. I know I'm worthy of all that. So I need to go get that.
0: So cool. You, you are going to have your own podcast someday. I can see it.
5: <laughs> Except that I'm so bad with public speaking or speaking in front of people. So this you're not, scary.
0: though. you're doing it right this now and you're killing this it. This
5: is nerve wracking. <laughs>
0: this is scary. Oh, you're, you're, you, but you've got such good thoughts. So tell me how, how does this feel for you? How does it feel to get all this baggage off your shoulders?
5: It's good, but it's also a little scary. Because I think it's very freeing because you're like, oh, it's gone. But I do think it opened that door of like, like you said, it's not that you're finding issue with the rest of your life, but it's like, oh, I got this baggage off. Now I want to get all this baggage off. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's phenomenal. I do think it's, it's hard when you do any kind of work on yourself because you're so used to set behaviors and set people mm-hmm. that like the people around you are kind of like, well, what's up with you? Like, why are you so happy? I'm like, cause I'm happy. Like it's, it's kind of hard. It's, it's kind of hard to explain to people sometimes. Like I'm just happy. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so it, it feels great. It's just also like, you just have to re reevaluate. I think what your priorities are, and where you kind of fit. And I think sometimes, bad or good, you lose people who are maybe fueling that negative.
0: Ah, uh, okay. So your relationships have kind of changed yeah. as a result. Yeah, Dynam-
5: oh. dynamics kind of change. Like, uh, uh, I've been with my boyfriend for it'll be 10 years. Oh my God, next year. And I am requiring him to give me more attention and change kind of the dynamic of our relationship because I deserve it. Damn it. But I haven't, I haven't needed, like I haven't put that out into the world before until this year. And he's happy to be like, he's fine with that. He's happy to give me more, but I just never felt confident enough to like bring that up or bring up like, Hey, I'm feeling kind of manipulated or I'm feeling whatever I was feeling. I was so afraid for so long that sometimes when you bring up to a friend, like, you know, when you say that, it really hurts me. They're like, so taken aback that you would even say anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, what? So I think relationships change. I haven't really lost relationships. I've just set new boundaries of like, you can't talk to me like that. You can't say that to me. That's just not acceptable. And that's what it is. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's kind so, of like one of the the growing pains of it. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I and I really appreciate your honesty on that because it's true. It's true. Like The things, things definitely change once you become more, more comfortable with who you are, more unapologetic, as you said.
5: Yeah. So I think it just, like I said, I don't think you lose people. I think the dynamics just change and your perspective changes. And I think, you know, if there's anybody that doesn't want to see you happy, then they probably don't belong in your life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Totally so yeah. how's it how's it feel for you like the amelia now if you look and compare yourself to the me the amelia before
1: um
5: amazingly i think there's a lot of the same person i don't think i've changed too much as a person yeah i think that what has really changed is that unapologetic like this is who i am like showing the parts of my personality that maybe. I thought other people wouldn't like that editing. You know, editing who you are based on who you're with.
0: Hmm.
5: Um, I think a lot of that has subsided. Like, I just not that I don't care. Like, oh, I just don't care. Of course, I care. I care what my you know employees think of me. I care what my family thinks of me. I care. But I think it's like if you love me and if you like me, then you like me for myself. So I, of course, there's. I feel like there's still tons of work to do. I feel like I'm not, like, completely a changed woman overnight or even in Is nine it- months or six months. Or I think it's always a process, and, you know, everybody's working on it all the time. But it's amazing because, again, compared to six months ago, it's very odd because I'm fatter. And I'm happier (laughs) and I have my cuter clothes. (laughs) That's awesome. That's so good though. And those two words, you know, could never have gone together in my previous vocabulary. Like there would be no way you would be bigger or fatter or pick the word and happier. There's just not possible in my, you know, in my previous life. And uh, again, it's because I just didn't restrict myself. You know, I I ate what I wanted to eat and now I've completely stabilized. I pretty much stayed like well, I don't weigh myself. I haven't weighed myself since February. Mm-hmm. But my clothes, like, I started going up, and I was terrified. And I finally, like, leveled out where I'm like, yep, this is where I'm supposed to be. My body's happy here. And I've pretty much stayed the same the last, like, three months now. Yeah. That's great. Because it all just leveled out, you know? It all just went where it wanted to go. And it was, you know, it was happy now. It's good, good. where it
0: is. So good. That's awesome. And, um, I've asked everybody else this, what's one piece of advice you have for the listeners today?
5: Change is really hard and parts of the process really suck, like really suck. But if you're tired, I think if you're tired of doing the same thing over and over again, like I was and you're not happy, it's it's time to try something new. It's time to try something new. You shouldn't be living your life because of what you should do. It should be what you want to do. And if you're you're not living the life you want right now, it's time to make a change. Even though it's hard and parts of it suck.
0: Spoken like a true badass. I really appreciate your honesty. It's good.
5: (laughs) It's hard. And you will probably cry, but it will be
0: better in the end. I won't edit that out either. People are going to hear you say that.
5: (laughs) Well, it's true. I think everybody at some point in our session, you know,
0: sometimes you've got to cry it's true it's just it's just your eyes having an orgasm that's what I say <laughs> it's necessary <laughs> you, just get, you just gotta get it out it's necessary and you just gotta get it out <laughs>
5: yeah that's me just gotta get it out Mine's frustration and then I cry and then I'm over it I'm like okay we're done with that now it's
0: done. cleansing right yeah, Totally. exactly yeah, yeah. No shame in that. Well, I appreciate that so much, and I appreciate you taking the time today. Sure. And I'm celebrating over here with you. Um, as I said, I just think you're—I mean—you're brilliant. You're going to go on to do some really amazing things. I love that you've done this at at your Gross. age, <laughs> and um, it, it's just—you blow my mind. I just—I wish I—I I wish I had been as as uh, on top of my own stuff when I was 24 as you as you are. So. Thank you, Amelia. I really appreciate it. I'm so honored that you were in my life and that you will continue to be in my life and that you are helping to spread this message to other people. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Rock on. I love Amelia's honesty and vulnerability and the fact that she says it's not easy work because I would never want anyone to lie to you. It is not easy work, but you do it and you can, and I have the confidence that you can do it. Okay, that wraps up these Rock Your Body Spotlights. If you want to learn more, go to rockyourbodynow.com forward slash enroll. The doors are open until Friday, September 30th. And we start on Monday, October 3rd. The amazing thing about this time around is that you're going to have the opportunity to hop on coaching calls with me over the next year and beyond. That is amazing. I can't even put a value on that. So you don't want to miss out on the fall Rock Your Body program. Again, go to rockyourbodynow.com forward slash enroll and that's enroll with two L's. All right, rock on.